everyone out there in podcast land. Coming to you today from the Kedco International Office. This is the latest episode of the Clearly Casiasco podcast powered by Kedco and JC Innovations. Pleased to be here with my co-pilot, my co-host, my my just dear friend from across the world, Jody Claypool. Jody, how are you today? Doing well. How are you doing, Alan? Fantastic. Thank you. And we are, are so pleased to be able to, to, to join and have a conversation with Wesley Gensch. Wesley with Cool Corp Products and a, let's see, Pearson native and a Grace College alumnus. And I could go on and on. Wesley's one of our just fantastic uh, uh, young entrepreneurs uh, with a, a, just a, a really exciting company in our medical device industry. And so, Wesley, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, this is the, uh, the podcast where we uh, we help to talk about some of the cool things that are happening in, in our community in Costco County, some of the people and their experiences, what brought them here, what kept them here, uh, what are the well-kept secrets. And so, Jody, should we get started? Yes, sir. Yeah. And just a reminder um, that we are still international. I don't know if you had mentioned that earlier, but uh, yeah, we're, we're still an international podcast as long as Alan's uh, gallivanting. So uh, Wesley, Wesley's uh, got a really cool story. He is um, a great testament to, uh, from what I from what I've hear uh, have heard and from what I've seen um, amongst the Warsaw community, for somebody who had a great idea and uh, went with it, and the community kind of rallied around him to help him when and where they could. Um, but what I don't have are the details, and so I'm going to hand it over to you, Wesley. If you could give us um, your origin story, uh, where you came from, are you from the area, how you got to where you are, and um, where you, how you came up with this great idea and what you've been doing with it. Yeah, um, yeah, love to, love to share whenever I can. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up in Pearson. Um, I went to, to Whitco High School, um, which then uh, through a, a very long story ended up uh, at Grace College. Um, to play baseball there. Uh, I was really excited to be a part of the team, be a part of the change um, on the culture there. Um, was a uh, business management and sport management uh, uh, double major uh, and was really interested in just, yeah, what's, you know, what does the future hold? Um, I thought for a while I, I would work in, in sports when I was done playing. Uh, I ended up taking a internship actually with the South Bend Cubs uh, in 2015, uh, which was quite the experience. Um, and then from then, yeah, it, it really kind of changed. I'm, I'm very adamant um, about my faith and kind of how my faith wraps into uh, my journey. Um, but a lot of a lot of what I've what I've been able to accomplish uh, has been through um, just just kind of a push and things falling into place at the right time. Uh, so in, in 2015, um, I ended up suffering an elbow injury uh, while pitching uh, more towards the, the latter half of the season. And with that, that really that that really changed my life. You know, I had a big identity wrapped in being a baseball player um, and so much so that I think when that's taken away from you, you know, you have a, a tendency to want to question everything that's going on in your life. Like, why am I here? Why did I put all this effort into sports? Um, I, I love the South Bend Cubs. I love them as an organization. It wasn't a great fit for me. Uh, so I was start I was starting to ask questions about, well, if I can't work in baseball and my baseball career is nearly over, what do I do from there? 
Um, and well, I, I'm, I was still a competitor, uh, maybe too much so in some aspects. Um, but being hurt, uh, you know, there, you have basically an option of, do you need, do you want to go get surgery and sit out for a season, uh, or maybe a little more and then try to rehab from that? Uh, or can you push through and try to do everything you can, uh, to make, uh, to make do with what, what you can still play? Um, and yeah, that was, that was really the option for me. I looked at, you know, if I get surgery, I'm going to be out for, for nearly a season. And then who wants to finish up just, you know, a latter half of, of a senior career, um, or a senior season as far as their baseball career. So I went to avoid surgery. Uh, and with that, I had to ice goodness, probably six six times a day. Um, and I just didn't have time for that. I mean, I barely had, um, time to, to go to the training room to get more ice. I was getting ice out of the cafeteria. Uh, and it just it wasn't working for me. So uh, I was able to uh, look at look online at some com, uh, just some models that would help me um, ice while on the go. That was really the biggest thing is finding a way that I could still, you know, go to practice, still go to classes, um, you know, still do all my work and have time for icing. Uh, and so as I use some of these products, they they either weren't lasting long enough um, or they they had almost no compression at all. Um, and for me, I needed to ice my elbow um, in the ulnar nerve. Uh, it's kind of like a space in between your knuckles. Uh, and that just really wasn't something I could do with a um, with regular ice. Uh, and with no compression, it's really hard to get in there. Uh, so then eventually, I just kind of got fed up with it. Um, and I uh, went to the store. I picked up some raw materials uh, and put together just basically a gelled sleeve. Uh, and I had had a blood pressure cuff, I think, from... Um, one of my parents or grandparents uh, and was able to pick that up and then put that and wrap that around the outside of the gel sleeve. Uh, and that's really what gave me when I compressed that, that's really what gave me for the first time, like a sense of, wow, I can really ice my entire arm here. I can really ice my entire elbow and have something that's not leaking everywhere. Uh, so then that was, that was about the the edge of the story for probably, probably close to a year. Um, yeah, maybe maybe six months. Um, and yeah, I, I continued to use that product. I had a, a really good freshman baseball player, um, left-hander, who uh, showed a lot of potential that ended up getting hit um, in the arm with a line drive off the mound. And doctors told him, you know, hey, it's going to be a while before you're, you're going to be able to throw. You got to let this uh, really, you know, uh, really kind of take its course. Uh, and so I let him use the product. Uh, and he used it religiously every day. And it was just amazing to see the amount of swelling that was being pushed out. Uh, and yeah, just the uh, visible amount of of less swelling that was in the arm. And he was able to to come back uh, and, and close a game for us much sooner than we expected. Uh, so that was, yeah, at that point, I kind of had a, an idea of, wow, okay, if this if this can help more than just me, maybe I can look outside of my own identity and start focusing on other people for once. Uh, and that really began, began um, kind of a shift, not only in my own um, personal life, but also uh, in the creation of the business. Uh, and I was fortunate enough at Grace, they're fantastic people there. Um, Dr. Grossnickel and uh, Dr. Fawcett are both uh, people that I really admire uh, and are people that really came around me more than just a student, uh, but was somebody that uh, had a good idea uh, and got me connected to some some great people in the community. I worked with SCORE um, and Tim Meyer over there uh, in the beginning, and that was, yeah, that was phenomenal to be able to have. And so the the 
Grace uh, business plan competition uh, was coming up and that was something I was fortunate enough to be able to win. Uh, and I believe I won that on um, April 20th of 2016 and then filed to become a uh, S corporation on April 21st of 2016. So um, yeah, I was able to, to use that money to kind of jumpstart the business from there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I could continue to talk about the amount of help that I've had, not only from Kedgo, but Excel links and just different people around the community that has been uh, an unbelievable journey for me. Fantastic. And you're just getting started. I know, uh, wow, it's, it's a hard to think it's already been almost five years, but yeah, uh, Wes, Wesley, you're just getting started. And uh, I guess one question uh, I'm going to kind of get in the weeds on uh, something that just came to mind from, from what you shared. I mean, with, with your product, I mean, our, our area is known for orthopedic devices. I mean, very specific segment of medical devices, but and this is candidly a leading question. You know, what is it? I mean, uh, is it still an attractive area for you to grow your business? Uh, you know, being having a different kind of medical device you're working with? Oh, absolutely. Um, honestly, that's that's uh, a big part of what, what kept me here. Uh, you know, being in the orthopedic capital of the world, you know, I, I heard that growing up. Uh, but didn't really understood what it meant as far as uh, connections, you know, and, and the type of people that you can meet, uh, just the information uh, that was able to be shared. You know, if people weren't able to necessarily help me specifically with uh, with the company, they were able to get me in touch with people or just give me a perspective of experience in the orthopedic world that I I didn't get from school. You know, you have that aspect of, of real life, uh, real world application. Uh, and that's what Kosciuszko County really brought um, and so, yeah, in the, in the medical field, I think it was a it was a big shift to realize um, how how that could how, how my product could tr uh, transition from the athletic aspect into more the um, orthopedic aspect. And so I actually have my uh, brother, Timothy, to thank for that. Uh, he he had tore his ACL um, and had surgery on it. And it was bad enough to where they had to take, um, I think, a part of a tendon or ligament from his left knee to be able to put in his right knee. So he had both surgery basically on both knees. Um, and fortunately, Tim and I have the relationship to where nobody's going to be more honest with me. Uh, and so when I was testing and prototyping some of my early uh, medical designs, uh, Tim would be like, hey, man, this is this is not good. This is not this is not cutting it. I need more uh, more compression or I need more uh, surface area coverage and being able to talk with him and have that relationship with him as he's going through surgery uh, or as he's recovering from surgery rather uh, was an unbelievable asset. And then again, being able to talk with uh, people that were really experienced in that uh, in that market and say, hey, I'm really trying to build something off feel here and, and comfort levels. The medical side, the medical background, that's something I, I I didn't have. And so reaching out to different people in the community to kind of get uh, a better understanding of why the product does what it does. Uh, yeah, that's all been thanks to Kosciuszko County. Awesome. I do want to turn over. Uh, I know Jody may have some thoughts about that as well. I mean, since, I mean frankly, I just sort of thought of it. Jody, that, that's your wheelhouse, right? Well, yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I specialize. Um, spent my most of my uh, time here in Indiana focused on doing uh, medical devices and ortho. Um, so um, I think Wesley has kind of hit the nail on the head. If you're looking for uh, talent or opportunities and support for product development, or you know, even just starting a business relative to medical devices, you can't really beat Warsaw. Um, 
it's, you know, small enough that you can get to know the people, but big enough that you have a diverse pool of talent to draw from. So it's kind of the, um, the perfect place to, to uh, land when it comes to doing a business in that, in that industry. So um, I'm actually curious, uh, Wesley, um, where are you guys based out of? Um, do you have a facility? Yeah, um, so KuCorp itself doesn't have a facility. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to be able to, to partner with some really great people. Um, shout out to, to NPAC and uh, Marlene Betances uh, here in Warsaw. Uh, they are probably the, well, they are definitely KuCorp's biggest asset as far as uh, manufacturing and uh, distribution. Uh, they have, yeah, they, they've been a phenomenal godsend as far as uh, the the services that they're able to provide, uh, and they allow me to to really get back to to what I do best in in meeting with different people and uh, trying to sell product where I can see it help people grow. Right on. Um, can you uh, do you have any other shout outs, um, other um, entities or people who have supported you in the journey that you've been on? Yeah, I, th- I mean, how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, David Anderson and, and Mike Hawkins with Excel Links have been phenomenally helpful. Um, Alan Tio and, and Rhonda with, with Kedco have been um, phenomenal mentors. Uh, and then, yeah, as I said, with Alan Grossnickel and Dr. Fawcett over there at Grace College and Tim Meyer with SCORE. Uh, so many different people. I'm sure I've, I've missed some. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't speak enough on this community and how people are able to uh, kind of come around and just where whatever aspect of help that you need, they may either know somebody who who can help you if they can't help them yourself. We're in a we're in a weird spot. I know that um, over the last I don't know I want to say almost a year um, things haven't been operating normally because of COVID. Um, and we you know for people who are running small businesses, it's been a game of trying to adjust to the new landscape and figure out how to operate. Um, how have you been adjusting to that? Yeah, honestly, you know, I, I'm sure there are companies out there that are are doing a much better job than what I have. Um, but I, I won't lie to you; it's been it's been a big struggle. Um, I think at the beginning, you know, it was something that uh, I quickly realized. Okay, while we're shut down, while elective surgeries are shut down, you know, maybe it's something that um, I could just you know do do my parts. Uh, you know, be a part of the the two week shutdown to to slow the spread. Um, and then quickly realized that that wasn't going to be the case and that we were going to kind of be in this uh, transitional period for a while. Um, I was fortunate enough. I worked with um, Kyle Craig of Apollo Dynamics, um, and he had a connection with a, a doctor in Chicago uh, who had a really good avenue to supply N95 masks uh, in the middle of the, the pandemic. So I kind of transitioned uh, probably a good month of my time uh, just talking with him and making sure that, you know, I could do whatever I could to be able to help with the distribution process there and kind of, you know, do do our, do my part, as it were, um, to help with the spread. But honestly, the transition from being able to meet people online uh, and be able to work with people, not only um, virtually, but there there's a connection level that you still need to create. Uh, and I think, honestly, we we've never felt more of a need to have uh, face-to-face interaction and just genuine care uh, for our common brother um, throughout this pandemic. Uh, and that was something that, you know, I was definitely feeling as, as a person who who can't get enough of, of people. Uh, I really wanted to reach out to 
not only our clients that maybe I hadn't gotten the time to talk to in a while, uh, but also look at, you know, what are what are some avenues? What are some things I can set up uh, for the future? And it, it, it was an adjustment. You know, it was something that, you know, we had to learn. OK, uh, you know, I, as I said earlier, you know, the product was was built on feel. It was built on comfort and, and getting people to try on a product to really feel the difference was a huge part of our capture rate. Uh, and with that not being on the table, I had to then learn, OK, well, maybe I can put in a little more time into our clinical info and work with some great people, um, Dr. Uh, Jeffrey Hartzell um, from Fort Wayne and, and really look at, OK, can I how can I what can I learn from him and what are some things that I can continue to develop throughout the pandemic? Fantastic. Fantastic. Any uh, any secret or um, uh quick wins or um, things, tools that you learned along the way that have been um, crucial to uh, succeeding? Uh, Just in the pandemic or or in business in in general? general? Yeah, just in general. Yeah, honestly, I think the the biggest part is is learning what you don't know uh, and realizing what you don't know is is okay. Uh, What I mean by that is, you know, there are several extremely qualified people in different areas, whether that's an accountant or lawyer for an easy example. Um, But understanding as a business owner that that's not necessarily an area you have to know everything about Um, and really learning to delegate processes, uh, delegate business processes has been probably the biggest learning point and adjustment uh, in in working with people uh, and trusting people to not, uh, you know, so I, I don't have to micromanage or do anything uh, it, it's been a great, uh, you know, I've gotten burned on that a couple of times, but I think just being able to learn uh, the differences of, of who you can trust and how you can trust people uh, has been probably the, the biggest asset I've, I've gained. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, Wesley, again, just appreciate your, your mindset. I mean, certainly um, I'm of the camp that, uh, you know, nobody wakes up and knows how to be an entrepreneur, but you certainly... <laughs> Increased uh, the curiosity, the creativity, and the opportunities it's effect, it's afforded for you, and, ma- and and just made made great things out of them. I um, yeah, I mentioned before uh, I called you out as a young entrepreneur. I really I meant that more as a year earlier in your career as an entrepreneur, not that uh, you happen to be younger than me. Uh, but uh, you know, again, I know you're a very well grounded person. I'm you know curious as we talk about on this Kili Kaskaska podcast, just the community. I mean. What is it you like to do outside of, of working on Cool Corp? You know, what is it that helps you know, re-energize you? What's, uh, um, what are some things you could share with us? Yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm still pretty heavily involved in, in baseball, um, especially in the summertime. I love to – I still play in a 18-plus uh, um, just kind of amateur baseball league. Um, that's a lot of fun. It allows me to, to compete in an avenue and, you know, just uh, get connected with, with friends that way. Uh, but I love playing spike ball. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of you have probably seen me play um, passing by in Center Lake Park um, in the summertime. We're out there probably three times a week. Um, that's just, a, again, just a fun game, a fun way to connect with friends. Uh, and then honestly, if it's if it's not spending time um, with my girlfriend, it's looking at uh, I have a Monday nights. Uh, we it is a Bible study, but it's a it's it's more than that. It's a Monday night group of uh, just people from you know, age 18 to, to 40 um, and just really creating a good avenue of, of friends that, you know, some people that I, I didn't know six months prior and and now uh, just being able to do stuff together, whether that's go bowling or just hang out 
um, you know, have a game night, those type of things. Those are really big avenues that I, um, yeah, I can't say enough about. Uh, it's it's a it's a group and a community that uh, we've been able to grow, and now I'm I'm helping in the leadership of that, and that that group has just really been um, phenomenal. Is it uh, is that group by a chance uh, one of the organizations that helps bring together young adults in the area or young fractals? Um, so it, it's not yeah it's not connected with the app. Uh, that's something okay. I need to do better um, with trying to to reach out because it sounds like they're they're trying to accomplish the same thing. Um, ours was it, this this started as a as a mission points um, yeah as a mission point small group. Uh, we we grew to the size of. Uh, about 35 or 40, I think, before the peak. Um, and yeah, actually, it had split off into two groups. So sometimes we'll have a really big event, like on New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, we gathered a bunch of people together um, at the socially distant in a church. Uh, don't don't <laughs> worry. Um, but yeah, got to, got a lot of people together to where we could, you know, still have some of that that face to face interaction and um, yeah, really celebrate together as a as a big group. But then yeah, they're there may be, you know, if you throw something out in a group me of, of 40 people, you know, you might get five to be able to, to have a game night or go bowling or something like that. So, yeah, it's it's not connected with the app, but that's something that I'm looking forward to um, reaching out and connecting with in the future. Awesome. Plenty of time. Right on, right on. That's a, that's really a good testament to um, how to be or how certain people find those uh, social groups to interact with. I know that uh, for a lot of people who don't live here or who are thinking about coming here, um, who don't really know much about the area, one of the questions, big questions they're going to have is, what what do they do when they get here? You know, um, Can you kind of expound and, and uh, maybe give us a, an insight on some other things that you do in your free time? Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm a big, um, I, I love TV shows. I probably watch too much TV. Um, to be honest with you, um, Ted Lasso is the the show that I'm I'm currently watching with my roommate. It's 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 a great show. Um, but yeah, I, if it's if it's not uh, watching TV, you know, I love uh, playing board games, uh, all different kinds of board games, whether it's deck building, um, strategy games, uh, you name it. I love to just yeah have a good time and spend time with people. Um, my my girlfriend's really big into baking, um, and so we've gotten into a little more aspect of uh, of cooking more and baking. Um, so there's a, an appreciation there that, um, yeah, is, is growing on me. So that's a, that's a nice thing to try to do. Um, I made some, some sliders, uh, for our, our Monday night group, uh, for dinner and got a lot of compliments on it. So that's the first time I can feel good about something that I've cooked for a group that a lot of people really enjoyed. Right on. Have you, uh, have you been to any of the, um, uh, shops around town that do the board gaming? Uh, I haven't. I've heard about them, and, and most of the time I have a scheduling conflict. But I really need to make that a priority and, and schedule out some time where I can go out. I've I've heard some good things. I know a couple of people who have gone. Um, so yeah, that's that, definitely something I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah, I actually heard through the grapevine that uh, Dungeons and Dragons is coming back into popularity, and uh, that the card game Magic is is really popular right now. Yeah. So actually, it's funny you say that I um, during. Yeah, I think a little bit before the pandemic, uh, we maybe even a little before that, we started um, a D&D &D group with our, our Monday night group, which was interesting from a, a 
um, you know, a Bible study group, usually there's there's a bad connotation with D&D and, and, and Christianity that that can't go together. But, you know, being around a, a good group of believers, we're able to, you know, really understand kind of the, the differences there. But, yeah, I've been a part of a D&D group for about a year and a half. That's something I kind of keep quiet. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm not a, not ashamed of it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's It's great, especially for, yeah, getting to just experience a lot of different different things and it's unlike any other board game you can play yeah i also grew up doing uh role playing not much dnd we did a little dnd but it was mostly i don't know if you've ever heard of the uh game riffs okay yeah Yeah. right on i'm glad it's coming back into popularity i was trying to get my kids involved in it when they were of the sweet spot age um but we only we only just kind of played and they were more interested in video games. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, yeah, honestly, I think there's, uh, I, I do play a little bit of video games when I have the time, which is it rarely, it's more something I can just kind of do to get my brain to lull to right. sleep. Um, right. But no, I think the, the big aspect with, with role-playing games for me is the community. I mean, obviously right. if you have a good, um, you know, a good person who can lead you guys through, through a good campaign, that makes all the difference. But honestly, the community and just being able to to be around a bunch of people that you appreciate that's the most fun and i think yeah especially post pandemic that's something that a lot of people are craving um that would be i'd be curious to know because i know that there was a really big group um I, I don't remember i think it's called take action that's down here off of 15 um that they used to get a bunch of uh groups running multiple um you know games uh, i'd be curious to see how they've been affected or if they're still running um you know pretty good business through there yeah that'd be interesting to see for sure i'll check on that alan that's that's homework for me (laughs) uh you you had my attention you said there's places in the area though in costiosco county that are are, uh, hosting game nights Uh, yeah so i need to catch up on on the the news yeah right right Hmm. well hey you know one of the things we like to ask uh uh, is you know, are there, um, you know, are there kind of, I don't know, uh, well-kept secrets, uh, place, places, things that uh, you've come across, you know, really anywhere in the county uh, that, that you might be willing to share with folks? I mean, we've had a few people share, you know, like outdoorsy areas that maybe are off the beaten path or, or events or just, uh, you know, restaurants or, or anything like that. But really, it's it's just open-ended. I mean, if anything that... Uh, Again, if you want to share, it's uh, you know, what are your kind of go-to's? It uh, might be something that others wouldn't know about. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm, I've been described as a meat and potatoes kind of guy, and so finding little, you know, little special, um, you know, places to eat or or little things to go to, uh, I wouldn't say that's that's a big um, a big aspect of my life, but the the I would say from the well kept uh, the well kept secret is probably the the Monday night group. Um, you know, like I said, we've gotten up to about 40 members now, uh, and it's something, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say members, just people that, that can come when they're free and the, the community that we're able to create, whether that's going to a place like Oak and Alley, um, which is probably one of my favorites if I have to name a local restaurant. Um, yeah, love, love going there. Then there's also the, um, I'm probably going to mispronounce it, but, um, Acapulco, uh, right next to, um, the Warsaw library, uh, there it's a. Uh, Mexican buffet um, that was open uh, before the pandemic. I haven't been there, uh, unfortunately, since. I think they they closed down for a little bit. But um, 
yeah, they have a lunch buffet where it's unlimited white queso. Uh, and that's, that's a sucker. That's all I think you'd have to say to, to get me to come to an event. So, um, yeah, just some, some great places, but honestly, the, the community, if, if you're just moving here, if it's something that you're really looking to get connected or, or find these things to do, um, it, it's getting connected with people, uh, the shared experiences, um, whether it's, yeah, just time, time with friends, uh, in a small group or in a big group, I think that's what makes all the difference. Awesome. Awesome. And again, that's, it's, uh, it's really about the people, right? I and mean, it's, um, who you, who you do life with, as they say. And, you know, it could be, I think, um, what I've come to appreciate about the community, um, it's really wherever you want to start. If you want to start by being part of like the, the Velo Club and it kind of your starting point is just the, you know, passion for cycling. If it's something, you know, a little bit deeper, like your, your, your faith and your spirituality, and there's certainly a strong faith community. If it's something around um, the arts, if it's something around, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, Kind of run out of ideas here, but there's just a lot of different ways to start, and you can find what you're looking for uh, throughout county. So, uh, Wes, you you uh, mentioned that you're originally from Pearson. Now, do you still live in Pearson, or have you moved uh, closer to the Warsaw area? Yeah, so I, I actually have, have bumped around the the Warsaw area quite a bit. Um, I was living on the, the west side of town, uh, running a house for a friend of mine from the Monday Night Group who was living in Australia for a year. Um, and then in May, um, bumped up and lived in uh, closer to North Webster, um, kind of by the, the Barbie Hotel, was living up there for the summer. That was um, quite enjoyable. I loved being on a lake, um, something I had never gotten to do in my life. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then now I'm living um, in apartments close to uh, the Stonehenge area, uh, kind of on the outskirts of both Warsaw and Pearson. So it's a great in-between. Right on, right on. What did you guys do um, when you were up by uh, the Barbie chain? Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, fortunately, uh, my my roommate was a, a police officer. Um, shout out to Luke. He's, he's a great guy, wonderful, uh, wonderful officer, and uh, even a better friend. So, uh, he, yeah, he, uh, he has a boat um, and, yeah, had friends that had boats, and he – kind of uses his dock, um, yeah, and lets friends have, you know, if they need to park their boat there for a while or, uh, and had gotten a jet ski, so that was a ton of fun. Um, got to go tubing a couple of times, but then on the peaceful end, I can't tell you how many mornings, you know, if I was really stressed out with something, being able to wake up, go off the dock and go fishing. Uh, he also had an old school rowboat, um, so I could, you know, just go go roll out into, you know, a couple of secret fishing spots um, and, and, you know, just be able to. And I'm a catch and release kind of guy, um, I, except on the occasion where I'm cooking, then then maybe I'll, I'll catch a couple of fish to, to try. But, um, yeah, that that has been uh, that was probably some of my favorite parts. And then again, just with the community, you know, I, everything ex- unless it was fishing, um, I, I was with people, you know, and we'd uh, we'd have one of those just like flat inflatables um like the mats that we would get you know eight people around and you know maybe have a a drink or two that you could bring out and just put on the the flat and just be able to to talk with people while you're chilling in the water i mean it's it's i can't say enough about it right on right on so for the listening audience that isn't very familiar with um that particular lake that's a chain of lakes right that's a group of lakes Correct. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly um, how, yeah, how all the chains uh, got connected together, but it was, yeah, it, I mean, you could, you could 
take a speedboat or a jet ski out uh, and just kind of like cruise until you got out into the big open lake uh, and then, you know, go up pretty fast in, in those parts. But yeah, the, the, the way the lakes are put together uh, really gave, gives you some great uh, running spots uh, there when I'm kind of chicken when it, when it's in the cold, I don't run as much as I should. Uh, and if you, yeah, if you've met me, you kind of know that, but uh, when it was warmer being able to run, uh, and just kind of look at how the lakes all connected together and, you know, just kind of run uh, on the outskirts of them. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, and being able to to fish and just find new spots and kind of look at, you know, where, where some hot spots for fish were. And uh, I could have gotten maybe into some of the, the migration of where, you know, fish like to, to hang out and how that changes by day. But honestly, it was just some morning peacefulness that you can't, can't really replace. Sure. Yeah. There's, I didn't, uh, I didn't grow up, um, on a lake or around a lake. So, um, I wasn't really, uh, acclimated to the vibe. There's a whole lake vibe when you're, and there's a lot of lakes in the area. Um, but there's, there's just something about the people who are around that area where they really do want to be more social. They want to connect. They want to know their neighbors. Um, they want to, get out on the water and, and, and party and socialize and have fun together. It's, it's almost like um, a big fraternity sorority around the lakes. At least that's my interpretation being uh, not from, you know, the lake area lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's funny cause you get to know uh, your neighbor super well. Um, yeah. The, Luke's neighbor um, was, yeah, the, it was treated, I think more like a summer home, but it was really nice because yeah, virtually every Friday or Saturday night, there'd be a bonfire that uh, you could walk over to um, and, yeah, share a couple of drinks with people and just laugh and, and have a good time. And again, it's that community aspect of, of lake life. That was something that, honestly, I would love to do again um, in the future. I would love to, to try to find that if I could afford that. But, um, yeah, there's there's just an aspect of being able to, yeah, not only have a community that, that everybody kind of knows who everybody is, but um, just be able to share in good times together and come around, you know, especially during the the pandemic while we had to be more socially distant, uh, having having bonfires outside um, and having something where you could spread out around a campfire, uh, just being there for people and kind of those those moments of, of hard times was something that I think, yeah, it definitely helped me personally. Uh, but also there were there were different people that we could reach out to and kind of come around uh, even if we couldn't be right next to them, just being able to see them and have real life conversations around a fire. Um, yeah, you can't replace that. Yeah. So, uh, Wesley, we appreciate me. You've you shared, I mean, a lot of, a lot about the community. I mean, you know, someone, you're someone who, I mean, you mentioned you could have uh, gone and went to college somewhere else. You could have played baseball somewhere else. You could have chosen to, to go and uh, start this, this business really anywhere. Um, and yet, hey, we're just so fortunate you're, you're in the community, you're contributing, you're investing in the community. Um, all that said, I mean, we are curious, you know, we want to keep getting better, right? Practice Kaizen, right? Continuous sure. improvement. Right, Jody? You got that? Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, if we're, if we're talking about Kaizen, I mean, if you could wave a magic wand, if you could, if you could, if you, what do you see that we could keep improving on, getting better at? Uh, I don't know. What do you see? Yeah, I, I honestly, Warsaw and the, the Kosciuszko County 
it's something that, yeah, I think people are always looking for, for more fun things to do. Um, and really there's, there's an aspect of how can we get people more connected? Um, and, and the forced connections, I, I very rarely in, in my experience work out. Um, so if there's a way that, you know, you can create, uh, I think the board game night idea is really good and having, having different aspects of those, uh, but even having different uh, community, like small community events, uh, I think that's where the uh, I could see a lot of improvement in uh, things. In, and naturally, I think, the, you know, the bigger cities, you know, they have, um, you know, more pubs or more restaurants, like different little things that they can go and get get connected with more people. Um, and I, we have an aspect of that. But I think so much of being able to go out to a place to to meet people and go and get connected with the community. Um, I mean, that's I'm, I think if you're. Um, if you're a follower of Jesus, I think that's where uh, churches can really help with that. Um, but even if not, I mean, if there's different, uh, if there's different avenues that you can get connected with with people through uh, a game night or even just, um, yeah, being able to to chill around, around a bonfire, I think the more that uh, we can create community events, the better we're going to be able to um, keep people on Kosciuszko and and create an environment where people want to be here and want to stay. Fantastic. Well, Alan, is it about that time? Is it that time? Okay. So, you know, we, uh, we're we so fortunate. We're so thankful to the folks at the Lilly Center, at uh, Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams over at Grace College. Again, a, a very special, uh, probably a well-kept secret in the community uh, because of how hard they work and just how, how unique it is that we have them uh, to count on in the community to help uh, with, with uh, really promoting and, and making sure someone's paying attention to the lake, the water quality of our lakes. Um, so they, they put a lot of time and effort into this clearly Kosciuszko idea and, uh, you know, they really helped to get the, uh, the ball rolling, so to speak. But, you know, now, now we are working hard to figure out, you know, what does clearly Kosciuszko mean? And so I think each of us is going to see something a little bit different, but we do like to find out from folks like Wesley, I mean, when you hear the phrase clearly Kosciuszko, you think about that, you know, what does that mean for you? Um, yeah, with, with clearly Kosciuszko, it's, I think it's the community, um, and I, I know we've talked about that a lot, but being able to just walk outside, wave to somebody on on the street that you may recognize, maybe you don't, and, and just for them to be able to smile and wave back really gives um, just a sense of, of who we are, um, and that's I feel like that's kind of our identity as a, as a county is something where it doesn't matter where you go, you may be able to recognize someone. Uh, but even if you don't, there, there's a friendly face uh, and there's a friendly environment of people who can help you. Um, I can't I can tell you a number of numerous stories where, you know, maybe I was working on my yard or, or doing a task, you know, the one building a driveway uh, and having somebody just from the community come up and say, hey, do you need some help with that? Um, and be able to, to come and just, yeah, spend some time uh, moving things. So I think the. The, the clearly Kosciuszko meeting is is the community and the the friendly face the smiles the interaction uh, that's that's what does it for me. Awesome. Again, everybody sees a little bit different different piece, but you're hitting on a theme that that um, well it, it's come up enough it's becoming a theme uh, that people talk about the community about the the helping hand about uh, even folks wanting to help people in their businesses or their ventures or their you know whatever their their projects are in life that. Even if you move in from elsewhere, uh, people just just want to help you take that next step. So, Jody, this has been great. Yes, sir. As uh, as always, it was great talking to you, Alan uh, Wesley. Thank you so much.
for your time. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Keep at it. Thanks again, Wesley. All right. Talk to you guys soon.